Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Minors podcast, a podcast where we focus on how majority of people um, end up paying attention to the minor and less significant things in life. Your hosts, Mahan Elmi and Luis Anton. This episode is sponsored by the <coughs> sound the birds make when they fly, the color orange, the electrifying commentary of golf, and vinegar. Today we have sorry. Today we have a special guest, one of my good friends, Michael Milan. He's uh, well. I'll let him do his uh, introduction himself. Uh, but Michael's uh, really into uh, well. He likes Stoicism as a philosophy uh, and sort of practices it here and there. So we just thought like we opened um, the podcast discussing Stoicism because uh, Lewis also likes uh, Stoicism as a philosophy, I think, or as a concept. So yeah, we're going to give the floor to Michael, let him introduce himself, let him say uh, why he chose Stoicism, give us a background of Stoicism, anything goes. All right, Michael. Yeah, so I suppose before we continue, obviously you can hear the accent. I'm uh, Irish born and bred, so if you need a translator, Mahan is right next to me, so <laughs> translator is uh, ready to rock. Yeah, so uh, I based... I'm an SSC coach by trade, so I actually currently work in academy football as I speak. Uh, before my job in football, I've worked in various roles, all fitness related or SSC related, either was a PT, I've worked a bit of tennis, uh, worked in Gaelic games for a while, worked a bit of basketball, and I've worked in some collegiate sports also as well. So this is my role currently at the moment, so head of a, an academy in football. Uh, probably moving on to how I got into stoicism in the first place. Probably, as we discussed before coming on, uh, probably started about a year ago, roughly. So I bought the Daily Stoic book by uh, Brian Holiday. That really kind of got me going into it, to be honest. I was looking for something slightly different in regards to where I was going in life, to be honest. And I kind of needed was guidance to be the word, maybe. And I kind of found that. Just by reading around, researching, I found I saw some kind of in line to what I believe in regards to what you should be doing in life. So, in regards to like continuously learning and kind of like using like your your experiences and stuff, and kind of learn from your experience as much as you can as well, and kind of realizing what you can or can't control as well, and basically. Being trying to be happier in life really was the key. So that's why I found it linked quite well with myself. And I've been kind of just, as I quoted, dabbling in it since, to be honest. I've lot to learn in it, but it's it's a start of a long journey for me personally. All right, all right. I like that. All right, Lewis, do you want to give um, kind of an overview of what you think stoicism is? Well, for me, I mean, there's a, as uh, Michael pointed out, it's, it's about accepting reality for what it is. And this was born with, you know, the ancient Romans, the Greeks, uh, a famous book by Marcus Aurelius, Meditations, uh, kind of made this popular back in the old days, the Roman emperor, and he kind of taught how we need to just accept reality for what it is and you know if a bad circumstance happens 
in most cases, you can't really do anything about it. And this applies still today. Like how many of you have had bad things happen to you and we kind of overworry and stress out, which then compounds the issue. So for me, stoicism as a concept is just about accepting reality and making the most of that situation. Now, I want to shoot it back. I want to shoot it to you because I know you have gripes with how modern people handle stoicism. So complain away, Mahan. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's not, more, it's not a complaint. Um, first thing I'm going to address is the fact that I feel to have an objective view of something, first, you kind of have to understand it first. All right. So to be able to criticize something, you need to understand more of it. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys. So you could like open these, these doors for me, because obviously my opinion is based off of based on uh, my understanding and that could be flawed. All right. And that's why like, I really wanted to have this uh, conversation with you too. And you tell me if I'm thinking what I think is right or wrong. But for me, uh again it's a beautiful idea i just like this idea of yes because i've always i've kind of run myself on the idea of focus on things that you can control and if everything's out, out of your control you shouldn't worry about it but the application it's always for me pure ideas are amazing it's the people and the way they apply these ideas that just kind of um turns into shit that's my uh first one i'll probably be using more <laughs> words like this um and the main the main problem let's say like that we'll discuss this further uh, as we open it up but the main problem that i have with like people who quote unquote practice stoicism is the fact that they don't consider environment all right so i can understand that certain things you can just you know you, you can have control over your feelings or like you can control like you you know you have certain control over circumstances and some things you don't but if you just accept that and not consider the environment that you're on, you're in, as opposed to the environment that someone else is in, all right? So sometimes I feel like instead of the message, people are just like, oh, you should just be able to deal with it and like, you know, have control over your emotions. But they say it from like a warm place and they try to force this ideology on someone who this doesn't apply to. It doesn't make sense. Like I see people who propagate stoicism and then sometimes they are someplace in life and they try to just tell people like, yeah, you have to like, you know, have, have control over everything uh, or control over things that you can and then the things you can't control, just let them go. But this applies to their life because they kind of have a comfortable life. All right. If they were in someone else's shoe, I find it hard to believe that they would follow the same rules. Yeah. Right. It's just like... But then, if you find that people, and probably I'm kind of pushing, obviously, because my page is Stoic Strength Coach, that's what I go by on Instagram, and it probably defeats, kind of goes against what I'm going to say, no, but if you're considering yourself a true Stoic, you really shouldn't be pushing the agenda, because you're not meant to. So if you read the stuff enough, you realize, be a good stoic you're actually not meant to talk about it to be a good man you're not meant to talk about it you're meant to be one <laughs> so like obviously this this opens up the debate about like are people doing it just because it's trendy or are people doing it because they need a bit of guidance in their lives 
So in regards to human beings, I feel that everyone needs to have something. Like they need to have, no matter what it is in life, they need, it needs to be black or it needs to be white or it needs to be orange or it needs to be pink or it needs to be blue. It can't be a variety of things. Everyone kind of needs something to put something in a box, for example, to say, this is the way I like to do this thing or this is the way, for example, if we're talking about training, for example, I'm a strength coach by trade, so I like doing strength work, for example. If I'm a runner, I like to do running. So people want to put things in certain boxes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what yeah. I find is that, like, are people using it as an idea to kind of go, right, I believe, which is kind of my discovery, I believe in this philosophy because it in lines with what I, my values are. But again, one of the values are, about socialism is that you shouldn't really be talking about it. So you'd wonder, are they really reading up in it or are they just obviously just going with the trend of it at the moment, at the word at the moment? Mm. I mean, exactly. And then it, this, this can fall into many other topics, uh, including religion. So the, the modern application of a, a nice concept. Um, I mean, people nowadays follow things just because they're trendy. But you're not supposed to go out of your way and say, oh, I'm stoic. Or, oh, by the way, I read this book by Marcus Aurelius and you should do this. Like, that's not what stoicism is about. Mm -hmm. Stoicism is not a religion. It's just a, a train of thought, a way of life, a, a philosophy that was created back in the day. But then going back to your point on, you know, how people are in different uh, parts in life, like the grass is over greener, always greener. Um, the, one of the big propagators of Stoicism was Marcus Aurelius, and he was a Roman emperor. Do you think your life was more difficult than a Roman uh, a Roman emperor? My life? No, not not you, but like you know how you <laughs> no, said, no. like I people know what are mean, in. Yeah. yeah, like do people like the people who've done Stoicism? They they did it because their life was really tough. Mm -hmm. You know, like like. Marcus Aurelius, he, he had an army, he had legionaries, he had, he had an economy, he had all of that. Do you think, and back then Rome was always in, in turmoil. Do you think that our life nowadays amounts to what he had to deal with back then? And that's just one guy. I mean, there are so many other Stoics, but, and this is ancient Stoicism, obviously of modern day, but like the whole point of it is to stop stressing over things you cannot uh, handle. It's not to tell people to get, you know, to like chill and relax because obviously in reality applications are a bit different. So you can't hundred uh, percent disconnect yourself from a, a situation, but you can do everything you can to mitigate it. Right. And stressing over something you have no control in doesn't really do anything. I'm not saying you should be following uh, all the trendy uh, Stoics who say, oh, live in the present, the future doesn't matter. No, that's also wrong, obviously, because what you do in the present impacts your future. But it's more of not stressing over the minors. Like, it's, it's not thinking about stuff that has no real impact. Like, you can't change it anyway, so what's the point? Like you can't be thinking, oh, I might lose my job today. I might lose my job today. The economy is bad. I might lose my job today. That's not going to help you. You have to be mm. the best at your job for what you can do, right? That's the only way to secure your job or the, the most efficient way to secure your job. It can apply to football. It could apply to people who only think of football uh, like Man United fans who are 
thinking about whether we're going to win a trophy and they, they keep on stressing over it. You can't really do anything about it. It's not in your control. So who cares? I mean, it's a silly example, but it's just we stress over things that we have nothing, we can't do anything about. So what's the point? It's inefficient, if you think of it. Yeah. But that's just um, my two cents. But like, I, I love the, you always say this, uh, common sense is not common anymore. For me, that's just common sense. Like stressing over things that you shouldn't stress over or you can't control, that, that seems like common sense. Should it be a school of thought? And should it be like, because it, again, my problem is when uh, you can, obviously you can adhere to different things. You can do a little bit of stoicism, a little bit of Buddhism, like a little bit of different things that, uh, as Michael said, you, you, we, we all have different palettes. So some things we'll like, we just like more. Strength, running, like it's just what we like, all right? But do we have to make a school of thought out of it and then be like, this is the way you should kind of, uh, run your life because especially in the, this uh, decade let's say stoicism has become quite popular and it's like kind of it goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship as well um, and like the book uh, Michael said Daily Stoic, uh, Daily Stoic sorry um, I think it, it, it I forgot the guy but I think he's, he also talked about entrepreneurship as well so yeah. Would it? Would you say it is an all-encompassing school of thought, and will it help in all areas of life, or is it just one aspect to like kind of mind while you're thinking about how to deal with things? I I personally don't think we should be rigid to any school or any mm. ideology, uh, whether it's strength, powerlifting, uh, philosophy. I think there are a lot of merit, merits to Stoicism, but I think that when it was created, it was a bit too rigid. And I don't think that every aspect of Stoicism is perfect or is awesome, but I think I like the, the overall idea of, let's say, to live is to suffer. It's just accepting that we're going to suffer. I'm not saying that everything in life should follow a Stoic viewpoint, it's just the basic concept that shit happens, you know? You either can grow from it or you can, uh, you can dig, like regress. Uh, what do you think, Michael? Yeah. What's your take? It's, yeah, yeah, no, it's just because the way you're going, man, is you're thinking going, if I'm a stoic, that I must believe everything in it. And I believe parts of it, right? So then like, the reason why it's probably come so popular is because of this fast world we live in. Like it's getting faster and faster and faster by the minute. Like you've got news feeds, you've got social media, you've got screens, you've got like you have so much information you gotta take on board, it's if information overload. That's the problem with it. Like if you think of uh George Oswald or Oswell talked about like in 1984 about the idea of like the government staying keeping information away from us the way we're looking at it now is more of there's so much information out there we don't know what's right and what's wrong all right this is going down another mm -hmm. rabbit hole now so but the way i think why it's become so popular stoicism is because it's bringing it back down to keeping things simple and clean and simplistic that has become quite popular so 
you can link it up with, with things like essentialism, for example, minimalism, uh, mindfulness. It has links and connections that way too. So that's why it's become a lot more popular in recent times because of that. But then, as I said, like I do believe in keeping things quite simple. I, I live by kiss in regards to my coach philosophy, keep it simple, stupid, do the right things, do the basics and do them right. So you can apply that to your life as well, which links into what Stoicism kind of talks about too, also at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, that actually kind of segued me into the next question I want to ask is, uh, and this, it might get into a different conversation, especially between Michael and I, because it kind of applies to me when it comes to injury, uh, you know, when we're dealing with injury. But in general, Lewis said, uh, you live by the rule that you're not to live is to suffer, right? Is that what is that the line? That's one way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, sorry, go on, continue. I'm, I'm gonna ex- let you actually finish that sentence. No, no, it's it's just it's one way of looking at stoicism. We're mm-hmm. basically accepting that to live is to suffer. So then, when you do suffer, it doesn't impact you as much because it's it's expected. Yeah. Obviously, there are different ways of looking at it. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm just a bit, uh, special. But uh, looking at it, like, tougher and uh, there, like, that is it. So whether you're training, whether you're working, or whether you're doing anything in life, there will be hardship, there will be obstacles, but that's just a path to growth, which then feeds into anti-fragility and those other concepts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can look at it like that. Stoicism is just a starting point. It is not necessarily an end point. It's just a, uh, as Michael said, a simple, a simple way of looking at things. The basics, as you Yeah. Will. Just like but, making, again, it's just making life easy for people because, as I said, it's just, we have this like information overload society at the moment. We don't know what's right. We don't know what's wrong. It's just, there's so much out there. So it's just helping you could call it, I suppose, ethics of living, if you want to call it that. So how to live meaningful, mm-hmm. how to be a good partner, how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be a good daughter, son, mother, father, coach, you name it. It's just giving people guidance in regards to how to live a meaningful life, I suppose, if you want to call it that, or a good life. But the, my question for you two is that do you think it will limit growth all right and the way i'm going to explain that is in, like let's let's take like let's think this like this way london let's say peckham might not be a nice area all right and i live in Pe- like on my way to work i have to go through peckham all right and i get stabbed okay and then i come to you and i'm like oh I'm, it, it hurts and you, you're like you introduce me to sources and i'm like okay like you know you just have to like you're going through peckham just deal with it it's like you know to live as a suffer you're just getting stabbed all the time to like kind of just continue this and be like okay well i have no control over it instead of being like okay instead of going to work i'm gonna take a different path and not go through pecker all right so maybe that wasn't a great idea but i'm trying to think like sometimes i want to say sometimes people give up too quickly on what they can or cannot control and then they expect things as, oh, I have no control over this. And then they won't push themselves to kind of grow and get out of that slump. Probably not the best example I use. So what I wanted to say is, do you think like this mindset could uh, limit people 
to kind of accept their fate without even trying because like they've practiced it so much that to deal with all the problems and then like oh well i have no control like just a kind of like a cop out like before they even delve into their problem they're like i don't have control over it it's not my problem bam done yeah it's just like if you're going through just for your example uh are you going through a rough neighborhood no matter where the neighborhood is uh and you're gonna ask the question going if you get stabbed in a in a bad neighborhood doesn't matter i don't know where it is we're just gonna make it hypothetical neighborhood uh the thing is you can control that because if you're walking through that neighborhood there you go you go put a bed you have the option of you could get if you drive you can drive through your neighborhood you get a bus if it's a bus on the other side you can uber if you wish so if you do get stabbed hypothetically in that bad neighborhood you you can control that because you probably know right, I shouldn't really be walking through this bad neighborhood in the first place. So that's one thing you could have controlled. All right, you can't control the the action of the stabbing itself, but you could have controlled you being there in the first place. So minimizing the risks, so to say, when I call it that. So I think you you would yeah. be able to control that. That's what that, that wasn't a good example. I, I don't think that was a great example, but I'm saying like that even though that's a bad example, let's play it out. Let's say that a person who's just like gotten into this idea of, and he doesn't think like, uh, yeah, that was a shit example. I'm sorry. But let's just say like people, something happens to people, whatever, not stabbing or going through a rough neighborhood. Something happens to people where they actually could make a difference about it or they could change something. But they are so attached to this idea of if I have no control over it, I'm not going to bother with it that they don't even try to find the answer. Like they immediately, their default is, all right, I have no control over it without even looking into like looking a little bit deeper. Like maybe they try a little bit, but they don't look deep enough. And they're like, well, I didn't have, I didn't find a way that I can control this. So it's out of my control and they give up too quickly. And if that becomes a habit, then it makes them, it kind of prevents them from actually growing and like, trying to solve some problems i know some things you can't control but like some some things they seem like you can't control them but you could if you actually spend the time is that I, like does that I, I, I just think that that's not to do with stoicism that's just to do with the personality of the person so stoic so the, the whole tougher to accept the situation does not mean that um, you don't find every avenue to solve it. It's just that once you've accepted that you've exhausted all options, there's nothing you can do. But it, it, it doesn't, like, I think that's more of a, again, personality issue, a psychology of the person. Like, is, he, are that, is that person the type to just give up quickly? Because mm -hmm. then you can use any excuse. You can use religion. You can use. Uh, you can say, "Oh, it, it's God's will." It doesn't you know? It doesn't. It, you can't blame the religion for that. People would just attribute anything as a cop out. So, I don't know. I I don't think it's relevant. Michael, what are you? Yeah, I know. I know what you're getting at, my hand, saying like, if, if something happens to me today, something negative happens to me tomorrow, for example, how can stoicism help me? not prevent that from happening like 
you can't you can't really it's like predicting the future you can't really do that whereas mm. like people use stoicism and i look at it as more a peace of mind to live a happier life really that's the idea like and that's where i look at it. you can't again as i said the way i interpret your question is that like oh stoicism can't help me in this scenario probably not but you could probably hit me in other areas and nothing could help you from getting stabbed in that bad neighborhood for example nothing whatever you believed in be it if you're a christian uh muslim like muslim or hindu if you're any religion like that couldn't prevent you from being stabbed in the first place mm-hmm. um no i think yeah i'm just I, I, I wasn't obviously questioning it like i don't know how to explain it for me it's just the the fact that um, maybe it's the like for me. Uh, sorry, I'm going to explain this. One of the ideas that I had behind, like the definition in my head of stoicism, was that you don't let the negative thoughts or negative uh, energy affect you at all. Like you just like you you don't react negatively to things. All right. No. That was one of the definitions, and in my head is sometimes reacting negative to stuff actually can teach you a lesson and help you deal with that. So if my first reaction is that I'm not even going to process the negative thoughts or not going to let them hold, have a hold again, like over me, then I will not in certain situations learn the lesson that I had to learn from a bad thing happening to me. Cause I can't, cause I've just accepted it as a bad thing rather than processing it. You know, it's the difference between accepting something and actually processing it. Well, Stoicism is not about, or I think the, the earlier practitioners of Stoicism didn't intend for people not to process something. It's just that at the time, you were not supposed to showcase the negativity outwardly. You could still internalize it. Mm-hmm. It's just that your appearance on the outside should be calm and would be calm demeanor. Because this also, you know, if you take Stoicism, it applied to emperors, it applied to the Senate, it implied to people of high power. So they could not react negatively. But Stoicism does not denote that we have no emotion. It's just that we try to be as logical as we can be, to separate ourselves from the emotion where possible. But you need to still internalize it and process it. And then you can figure out a solution. But again, as Michael points out, it's, it's all about living a good, it's a way of living a happier life and showing a negative, uh, like let's say, let, let's say you're at work and your boss craps on you and you like shout at him back. That's not going to help you in life. But if you take it in and internalize it and take the positives of his comments, let's say, or what positives could exist, you can then react better, which then will garner respect from your colleagues. So that's one way of, that's one application of it back in the ancient days. It's more looking at it from how, how you respond to something that react, so to say. So how you can keep your composure at work. So for example, Louis' example of you showing at your boss at work, like it's gonna end up being negative on your part if you if your boss tells you to work on a 
Sunday morning at 6am and you scream and shout at him like, and you react that way, it's going to end up negative. Whereas, I'm not saying you really, this doesn't will help you respond better, but it can give you a bit of guidance going right. You couldn't have controlled that fact of that happening, so you have to try to keep your composure and just take the, the positive out of that. So that's the way you look at it. You gotta, the way it talks, the way it looks, this is what I, I think is that the way stoicism is for me is that it teaches me how to be a better citizen in life. Mm. That's the way I look at it. As I said, to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better wife, girlfriend, you name it, to be a better individual as a whole, really. And that's the way I look at it. Like, I look at it like they're, they're great believers in training the mind, training the body. So, for example, obviously exercising for the body and reading for the mind. Like, and that in lines with what my philosophy is that we should always be learning. Every day is a learning day. That's why I kind of keep in line with myself that way. So that's the way I take I take from it personally. Right. I, I, the thing is, I feel like especially it's because it's me against you guys. It sounds like I'm just going to be against everything, but I'm just going to try to poke hold into these things. It doesn't mean that I don't agree with you. I wholeheartedly do. I think if we got if we didn't agree on certain things, we wouldn't even be friends, all of us. But I'm just trying to find like explore everything. What? So now my question is: What if you know your boss shouted at you, and then you you know you kind of held it in and processed it, and you didn't shout back? But actually, he's one of those twisted, fucked up people that part of my language. That's why I'm one a day. Um, that actually, if you shouted at him, he would respect you more. But because you didn't explore that. Uh, you didn't take a chance there. You didn't see that result. Well, like, what boss? I'm not sure. What, I don't know would any boss react in a positive way if you scream back at him. Whereas if you sat like, back... Like, this is a man I can took, respect. You, you took the criticism, or you took yeah. it on board, or whatever they whatever the point was made, you took it on board and you went back to him at a later date, one-to-one face-to-face going, right, this happened, but this is what I believe. Would you think he'd have more of a positive opinion of you then? But then this goes down the idea of that you don't need to show, you just need to have a polite conversation about it. And also, do you really worry about what his opinion of him what what his opinion of you is? You get me. Yeah. What do you think, Lou? I agree with you. I mean, in in most cases, shouting at your boss would would get you fired or in trouble. So <laughs> it's like I, I don't know what kind of twisted world you you live in, Mahan. But <laughs> most it's people tough at times. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I don't know, he's in his previous life, he was a pirate and he's like, I respect a person who punches me in the face or spits I, on me. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, that, that would be cool. I, I just think 
most people, you know, with HR policies and all the company policies <laughs> and sensitivity trainings that are occurring, you try uh, to avoid shouting at your boss or even, even someone under, I mean, even your boss shouldn't be shouting at you. So let alone you shouting back at your boss, it just shows immaturity. Uh, I mean, look, sometimes you flip, that's normal, but that, like your point, like no one would go out of their way <laughs> to test shouting at their boss to see if it works. Maybe they should so. call it Mahanism. Look, ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, it, you can skin a cat various ways. There's so many ways to skin a cat. And it comes down to being a good citizen at the end of the day. Where if that's you doing yoga every morning for an hour, you reading stoicism, you exercising in the gym and lifting big weights, you meditating, it doesn't really matter. The idea is to be a better citizen at the end of the day. It really is, it comes down to that. So ultimately, does it really matter how the person does it? Or does it really matter that the person is a better person at the end of the day? I, I said in the day about three times in that sentence, by the way. So, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's all right. It's as being a better individual. Full stop. Okay, that, that's interesting to me because I did, like, obviously, I. I haven't delved into it as much, but I did like a couple of readings and stuff. And a couple of times I came across people kind of pairing um, Stoicism and Buddhism together. And the reason they were saying that Stoicism is in itself selfish because it's more about what you do. All right. So it's very personal and it's, very, it's about the self, whereas Buddhism is about uh, making it better for everyone else. But then you're telling me that like Stoicism can make you help be a better citizen. Is that uh is it more personal or is it more for the benefit of others because oh. if you're saying it's it, it sounds internal to me because it's like how events affect me so yeah obviously i can be in control of myself but be me being in control of myself doesn't necessarily make me a good person for others i think it's both because if you give the example of if you're not in a good mood and you bring into work, the whole vibe of work tends to go down if you're not in a good mood. So if you tend to work on yourself, become a better person, you bring that, that passion, that, that, that drive into work and it tends to lift everybody else up as well. And you can multiply that by like a synergist effect. If another person like that, one plus one equals three, then you can see the whole room is buzzing from it. So you could argue that Yes, it is selfish to a degree, but then it goes back to what I said about like, or this information overload. Are we better off just streamlining everything and focusing ourselves and get ourselves right, and then looking outwards when we've when we've helped ourselves, so to say? Yeah, absolutely. I like to uh, I like to liken it to a cup that's overflowing. So if you overflow then all the other cups around you overflow as well. So even if it's selfish, it's still the, the, the end effect is that all the cups are overflowing. So you're actually enhancing everything around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you, uh, I forget who's saying it, but you're linked to the five plus people in your, in your social circle. So you mimic the same characteristics. Mm -hmm. So, 
are you better off trying to be a better citizen and, and show better and more positive characteristics? So they will show it. So it's like a rebound effect. So then find positive. All right, I'm not saying we're going to be positive all the time, but give the example of the idea of you screaming at your boss. For example, if your boss comes in and your, your colleagues are around you and you scream back at your boss, that's going to leave a negative effect in the workplace. Again, it's all hypothetical as we speak. Yeah. But whereas if you take it in, think about it, and then go back at a more appropriate time, other, other colleagues around you will do a similar thing, which will help the workplace generally move forward as one, which is more, more just a holistic, making sure everyone working together, really, except and not having this negativity in around the workplace, which can become toxic after a while. Mm -hmm. I like that. Now, my last, uh, so to speak, uh, my last question is, uh, especially with old school stoicism, again, another couple of things that I came across is, um, people believe that old stoicism is, um, they believed in fate, or like, you know, God, fate, universe, whatever, that everything was predetermined, all right? And then, it, so that's why, like, if everything's predetermined, then it's easy for you to be like, well, this is, like, out of my control, it's happening, I, I have no control over it, blah, blah, because a greater force is, like, has decided this for me. Um, and one of the criticism was that, oh, this takes away um, kind of, like, free will. Uh, if we, if we decide that everything we do is already predetermined and it's all cycles and it's all like been decided what's going to happen beforehand and we have no control over it. Uh, it, it just kind of takes away personality in general. Cause like then what, what, what will happen to free will? Louis, do you want to open that up for me, please? Cause I think you kept saying like old school stoicism and new styles. So I want to know. Well, for me, uh, where I disagree with old school stoicism is, as you said, they are more, they take a natural approach where everything natural is right. Uh, they're more teleological. So they believe that, let's say, um, anything in nature is, is okay. So let's say you get a disease, then it's fine because it's natural. And uh, going back to you also saying how people uh, think life is preordained, uh, I generally I mean, I, I cannot say whether it's right or wrong because uh, I don't want to offend any any like religion. But uh, for me, uh, I, I don't believe that personally. I don't think we should be viewing things as, okay, everything is preordained and so that's it. But even if things are preordained, um, it doesn't mean, I mean, it's a very metaphor physical concepts so I'm not actually going to go into it I, I would generally disagree with this viewpoint in general mm -hmm. like uh, I'm not a fan of the old school uh, when it comes to this I like the original ideas like the, the live a simple life live a happy life uh, be a better citizen um, you know show composure but I when it comes to the the metaphysical aspects where they get a bit complicated where they go off the, the, you know, they go into different branches and they kind of overcomplicate it and they become too rigid. I kind of dissociate from that side of Stoicism because obviously they were ancient at the end of the day, they didn't know everything. 
So I'm not a fan of that aspect. Uh, what about you, Michael? Yeah, I'd be more in a modern way also as well. I, to be honest, I haven't read too much of the Anglican stuff before, modern stoicism, so to say. But at the end of the day, you make your own life, I think. And it's, again, it goes back to my original point of how you live your life the best way you can. And that's, for me, it is really as simple as that. Yeah. I like that. Again, I think, to make it clear, my stance is not against stoicism. It's against people who've made it a, as you said, a trend. Because I see, like, all these trends of, oh, be, like, especially they uh, pair this, like, I, I hate this pairing of being grateful. Like, be grateful, be happy, or write a fucking journal. That's my second one. I'm sorry. Like, the, the journal idea as well um, is something that, like, kind of gets, like... I use this example of a, um, so, uh, a girl who's like in the slums of Brazil being used by so many gang mem members on a daily basis, cannot sit down and write a journal and be like grateful and happy and content with things that she can't control. Because even though she doesn't have any control over it, she can't get out of it as well. So she can't be like, oh, well, now stoicism applies to me. And I know that's not the concept, but the way it's propagated nowadays, especially with social media, because everyone who's kind of uh, attracted to this type of thinking are at least comfortable enough to just sit down uh, and like, you know, in their, uh, with a roof above their heads and write their journals. They're like, oh, this is the way you should go. And um, you said, if, it, if it's true stoicism, don't tell others to do it. Like, just do it yourself. But I feel like, they're, they're, like their success is not based on stoicism, but they want to shove this formula down other people's throat to tell them like, oh, the reason I'm this privileged or I'm this happy is because I followed this uh, school of thought. So that would be my problem. I, I see that like they're both, you're both speechless. They're like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> no. no, I agree. I, I, I I do get what you're where you come from, like, but doesn't act just just no but really to be honest. Uh, suppose it is yeah. It just goes back to like if you are considering yourself a true stoic, which podcast disclaimer here. I am not by the way. Just gotta put it out there. I do <laughs> believe in some of the philosophies in it, but. I do not consider myself a true story, so put that on 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 note. Uh, but yeah, but ultimately you shouldn't really be talking about it again, as we as we discussed already. That if you really if you do really believe in this in this as like ethics of living, this philosophy of living, you should really be discussing how you are a good story. You really shouldn't be looking at it from that point of view. But you've opened the can of worms in regards to social media because we we have three of us in this call know well as that social media is this is my life on social media, but this is my life in real life. And we both yeah. know that there are they're totally opposite in a lot of, not saying all the time, but in a lot of cases they are. We know that social media paints a lovely little picture for people online. But 
something that's not exactly the case at home or where whatever they're offline we'd call it I suppose. In regards to the journaling is interesting though. What's your this is going down a rabbit hole now, what's your opinion on non journaling? <laughs> you first you guys tell me what's the benefit of a journal? I mean, it, it depends on person to person. So some people like to write down what they're grateful for, what they're happy about, their thoughts. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a training log, basically, to see where your mind was on that specific day. Or how, However, I, I personally don't have a journal, but I know a lot of people who feel good when they write down everything that's happened to them on that day before they sleep. It's a kind of meditation or a kind of introspection. Yeah. yeah. Like my partner, she does a very good one. She does smiley faces. That's her journal. It's as literally, if it's a good day, it's a smiley face. If it's an okay day, it's a straight smiley face. And then if it's a bad day, it's a sad face. And that's what she does. And then a really good way then at the end of the month, she can look back going, right, how was my month? Oh yeah, it was a relatively happy month or not a good month. And then if it wasn't a good month, she can kind of review, go back going, right, what did I do over the month? All right, maybe she may have watched too much Netflix. Maybe she didn't exercise as much as she needed to. Maybe she didn't get outside as much as she needed to. So it's a good way that way. It's a very simplistic way of doing it. And actually, I think it's a really good idea. Personally, I don't journal myself. Myself personally, but I think it's a really good idea what she does in regards to smiley faces. I think it's really simplistic. I really like this. I really, really like that. That's that's my contribution. That's it. Yeah. Um, because, uh, as I said, even she can she can compare what she's done over the month. Then, even though like. I say it could be a good month, could be a bad month, but then she know roughly what the month was like, and then see what she's done during that month. Yeah, um, like I think log. it's yeah, like a I, I like the analogy of the training log. It's it's good, but also I think just like anything else, we all know it is. It's the strength, cardio, burpees, keto, intermittent fasting. Uh, high fats high, like high carbs it, it's just preference i think but the problem is the problem is when people try to force their preference on others like they they, they try to find a reasoning behind why this works for them instead of being like i like it and i can sustain it and i stick to it they try to find something that kind of proves that this is the superior way of doing it no, it's preference. Some people, like some people can have uh, amazing results from a journal. Just like some people could get good results out of CrossFit, keto, all these like sensitive words. There are people who could, but then it would be a preference. It wouldn't make the, it wouldn't make the subject itself superior to anything else. Kind of like stoicism. It wouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> Well, well, I'm not a stoic, so exactly, you know, I, yeah. I, I take a few points here and there, but I, I can't follow it 100% because I don't agree with every little aspect. Yeah. Um, it's as you said, it's, it's a preference. You, you take 
there's a plurality of ideas and you, you take them all to, to enhance yourself as much as you can and ultimately be a better citizen or a person who adds value to society. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we can uh, bring it to an end there. Um, before we uh, actually cut, cut it, I do want Michael to like use this. Oh, st- I looked at the numbers. We have estimated 13, one, three listeners. So if you want to wow. plug yourself to those 13 listeners, go for it. Uh, where can they find you on social media or, um, yeah. Oh, best way probably is Twitter. So it's Astor Strength Coach. And just from there, I just tend to ramble on a bit. I do a lot of more like fitness work on there as well. So I do a lot of quotes. So I can be dabbling the SNC community more. But yeah, head over to Strength Coach on uh, Twitter. It's my handle on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, if you want to look into the blog work, then it's www.stoicstrengthcoach.com just for stoic related blogs and just living a bit more meaningful. So head over there if you wish. Yeah. Also, I know you have this uh, review. Uh, you do the you do a research review. Do you want to talk about that as well? Oh yes. So yeah, on a monthly basis, I review all the the most the most up to date strength conditioning and sports science journals out there at the moment. So I review them, put them into a nice little PDF, and I send it out. So if you want to get involved in that, just feel free to touch base in regards to our just on Twitter or just an email. So I can link up with that also. So if you're struggling with your research or trying to get uh, to read your paper. So a lot of uh, a lot of coaches and PTs I know, they tend to struggle to read academic papers. So I tend to break it down and just put into kind of bite-sized form. So yeah, feel free to get in touch when I get involved. Louis, do you want to plug us with anything like uh, social media voice anyway? You don't want to no, find them? I, I, don't, I don't like social media, no. Okay, fair enough. Well, if out of those 13 people you wanted to follow me, it's lme.fitness on Instagram. That, that's where I mainly uh, reside. <laughs> Just a basic Instagram bitch. That's my third one for the day. All right, thank you so much for listening to us. Majoring in the minors, we're out. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.